Welcome back to the This Is Jazz Today playlist podcast. I'm here with Alan Blanchard. My name is Nick Finzer, and this is our monthly look at what came out in the last month. So we're talking about new releases from August 2020. A lot of really great releases. Uh, there, I mean, there's lots of great releases every month, but in particular, some really uh, a star-studded lineup is what, what we've got going on today. So Alan, thanks for being here, and thanks for digging through this huge pile of great new records. Yeah, it's, you know, we, we talk about it every time. And like you said, there's always good releases every month. It's just being surprised what's out there. And I think a lot of the fun is finding the single releases because they're not always as easy as the album releases and like where they're posted and whatnot. And then it just kind of gets you, uh, you know, more excited for, for the next month or something like that, you know? For sure. And it's interesting. I just want to point out if any artists are listening that, uh, it is sometimes hard to find. So try to be as, uh, you know, sharing as much as you can, because even when we're looking for it, it's hard to find. So uh, if we, as the people that care about this music a lot, are having a hard time, it's going to be really hard for your audience to find it. So uh, I just like to, you know, share a little tidbit, because people sometimes forget that they have to tell people more than once that yeah. they have something coming out. Um, so just a little public service announcement for anyone who's releasing singles, but um, let's just jump right into it today. There's a lot of great music, so let's just check it out. So let's see, number one. Oh yeah, can't go wrong with uh, Gregory Porter. Yeah, this is- Everything uh, you touch is- We did one of the singles months ago or whatnot when it first came out, um, but Gregory Porter's gospel record, soul. All Rise, is now out. Uh, I think it's on Blue Note. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's it's awesome. He's always been someone that you could tell definitely was like heavily influenced by gospel music and like neo-soul and, and R&B and everything. Um, even when he was doing uh, like his Nat King Cole stuff and his, his uh, more jazz related tunes and everything. So hearing like this album come out, that's like all that side on the spectrum is really cool. You know, you're kind of like hearing him play into like, something that's definitely a strength of his um and then the album itself is like star-studded with the people on it i mean we were just talking about it uh with tavon pennicott is playing sax on it uh keon harold's playing trumpet actually i think he has a solo on this track um like the london symphony orchestra strings and horn sections are on some of the tracks so oh, he couldn't get anybody good huh yeah i mean just pulled out all of the stops um and i mean it's a great record it's you know, I guess we're technically walking that line of like gospel versus jazz, but I mean, it's on blue note. So I'm going to defend it for it being on this playlist. And yeah. I mean, blue note to be fair has been releasing, I mean, a lot of different kind of stuff, but uh, things that may quote unquote may or may not be jazz, but um, it's a great record nonetheless. And Gregory Porter definitely has his roots in this music for sure. So I don't think you really need to defend anything. Great. Great. <laughs> just go with it. Then. <laughs> and, uh, but didn't he just release, I think the last thing he came out with was like with the London symphony orchestra. I believe. Yeah. It was, was it videos uh, or something live at the Royal Albert hall or something. Um, right. Which I mean, was like a combination of like a bunch of Nat King Cole stuff and a bunch of his just, um, 
famous songs, if you will, back from like Liquid Spirit and, and uh, Be Good and, and everything. So, I mean, I don't know. He he kind of strikes me. Um, I don't know if this comparison will make sense, but like how some people view Chris Bodie, who's like obviously like very informed in this music and like that's something, but then they just kind of start doing their own thing. Um but he's able to do that, you know, go be a guest in front of an orchestra and come out with these like incredible arrangements that at the end of the day is just, you know, good music and doesn't have to be fit into some uh, genre or something. For sure. Definitely good music. Definitely good music. And all his records are great. So I'm glad to see that this come up. I saw a bunch of people sharing it. Uh, I believe we're recording this uh, on August 28th and I believe it came out today. August 28th. So glad to sneak it in for that before the end of the month, before the end of the summer. But let's keep on rolling with our playlist today. We're going to check out something new from John Beasley and the Monkestra, uh, Masakela. Yeah. So this is a, a big band that I found uh, simply in school. You know, when you'd have to study monk music and then they're like, go learn, you know, I don't know, ask me now or whatever. And this is one of the tracks when you're just scrolling through uh, from the Monkestra, which got famous for like doing his uh, John Beasley's like arrangements or interpretations of all these monk tunes. Um, and so they released two volumes of that, but now they're doing John Beasley uh, originals. Um, there's a couple of tracks on here that are um, monk tunes, Ellington and Parker's. Um, but besides that, they're his writing. It's it's great. This one, I'm assuming, is written for Hugh Mascella, um, and in that style, if you will, of uh, of his music. But it's an incredible big band, and John Beasley is an incredible writer. So it's always interesting to hear like what um, things come out of his head. You know, as someone who like played with Freddie Hubbard and played with M- Miles, I'm pretty sure, and like everything else that he has just from diving very deep into monks music, you know, you're going to come up with some really unique rhythmic ideas. For sure. Yeah, that's true. He's a very creative guy. And I know like on uh, some of those monkestra records, there was like a lot of like synthesizer and like cross genre type uh, sounds. Um, But yeah, John is great. Love John. And uh, the music is hard, man. His arrangements are hard. If you ever play them yeah they don't sound easy never played one don't know if i want to yet but they they sound extremely difficult yeah not easy i did a rehearsal once it was uh not not easy but great music good great band it's a he's based in la now so a lot of la musicians but i think he kind of has has like a band in new york and bands in la to try to be mm. able to play play in all different places um but yeah i know one of our Outside of music artist Danny Janklo does play with him. I, I think he's probably on the record too. I'd have to we'd have to look up the person. Yeah. but I'm ninety percent sure he's on this record. Um, so that's really cool. I'm glad that came out. I didn't realize that it had come out. I knew it was coming, but I didn't realize that it would come out yet. So right. glad to see that. Is the whole record out, or is it just a single? No, whole record's out. So it's I mean it's pretty long too. It's it's fourteen tracks. So there's also oh, wow. like a version of evidence and rhythming. Uh, come Sunday, Five Spot, Donna Lee, Sam Rivers, like a bunch of awesome tunes. Um, and they're all like, let's see, the longest is, I mean, 6.30. So it's it's a pretty um, concise, I guess, if you will, compared to like 
some other, and we've had this conversation before, like other music coming out and everything, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm excited to hear more of it. I haven't listened to all of it by any means. Great. Well, I can't wait to check that out. Let's keep moving here. We're moving to, I'm guessing this is going to be a smoke sessions record. Yes. With I don't know why drummer you <laughs> Joe Farnsworth, one of the great uh, Ellington Strayhorn. I don't know if I'd have to double check my facts, but uh, Ellington Starcross Lovers from Joe Farnsworth. Yeah. So this is, uh, you know, Joe Farnsworth is, is not a drummer who I've checked out a lot, but I'm sure I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have. By him being on other people's projects, you know? Um, yeah. So, and I know we talk about this all the time, like people putting together bands that just go in and can play whatever. But when you look at this quartet, of Joe Farnsworth, Kenny Barron, Peter Washington, and Went Marcellus. Like, I truly feel like it was just a walk in, talk about it, and like, let's play, you know, because Peter Washington's definitely revered as like one of the best uh, bass players to just call and, and like he can do, you know, mold and do whatever you need him to do. And then I'm sure between Kenny Barron and Went Marcellus, they know every jazz composition that's ever been written in the time. So, <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm really excited for it to come out. It comes out uh, next month, uh, September 18th. Um, I mean, I'm never going to shy away from Winton playing or anything, but I mean, this is like, a, yeah, this is just a beautiful ballad and, and it's a great, it um, a great tune. And yeah, I'm very, uh, interested to hear like what else is coming on. I mean, they're doing like a tune one for Jimmy Cobb. I think they're doing down by the riverside, the good shepherd, um monk's dream so it's it's going to be a good um mix up i think of tracks and 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 interesting but it seems like there's definitely a lot of ballads on it like i think they're also doing prelude to a kiss um so i don't know we'll have to see when the rest of the album comes out but it was one of those singles that i just happened upon like we were talking about and Mm -hmm. um you know i think literally i just started typing in artist's name and then that someone came up, you know, related to a track or whatever, and this came out and glad we caught it. Perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. Joe Farnsworth. I'm sure you've heard him of like a lot, a lot, a lot of times, especially if you ever like listened to any of those Eric Alexander records or the one right. for all records and all of that stuff. He's all over those, all over those. And uh, so glad, glad you found it. So kind of, I'm guessing switching up the vibe a little bit on this next track <laughs> Uh, based on who's on it, um, we got something from Seamus Blake and a band that I don't know called Bridges. Yeah, this is another band that I'm not that familiar with. Um, it's a Nordic-based jazz project um, where they, I think they first released like back in 2016. Um, but it's Seamus Blake's on saxophone. He's kind of featured with this Nordic band that's Hayden Powell on trumpet, Espen Berg on piano, Jesper Bottleson on bass, and Anders Thorin on drums. Um, it's definitely that, like, uh, and we've talked about this before, but like that European modern jazz style almost, where it's like more through composed than it is. Um, feeling like it necessarily has like a really set form um and that's really uh interesting at least for me to listen to this is the single of often uh, upcoming record they have coming out but it's um 
I don't know. It's 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 really interesting listening to this, like, and how Seamus Blake adds to it compared mm-hmm. to other stuff. It reminds me of uh, almost of that band that Ben Wendell's also in. Um, Anybody? Yes. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like Kneebody mixed with like insert some European piano trio here and the way that they would <laughs> interpret stuff, you know? Um, but I don't know. It, it's just cool. Like you just put it on and it's it's one of those that you don't um, like you don't try and analyze while you're listening to because you realize like that would just take away from the point of just listening to it. Sure. Yeah. It sounds very... Um... Very yeah, that kind of Nordic thing. When you, when I started hearing the kind of counterpoint, as we played just a little clip of it, it sounded like um, it sounded like a couple of like uh, Icelandic like Bjork things that I've heard before in terms of the chord progression and that so, and all that. So, look forward to checking that out. That one's pretty chill. That that one, that track rather. So we'll see what else what else they bring. When is it out? Next month, you said? I do not know for that one. I was having issues finding information for that gotcha. single. So, yeah. See, guys, we're trying to give you pro- we're kind of trying to tell you people about your music and we can't find the information. That's what I'm saying. You got to so try to make things obvious. Put them out. Put information out in all places. All right, moving on to Kenny Washington, not the drummer, Kenny Washington the vocalist, uh, a great vocalist and a new track from him. Yeah, this is a um, new album that just came out called What's the Hurry that features Josh Nelson on piano, Gary Brown on bass, Lorca Hart on drums, and then Victor Goins on tenor sax and clarinet. Um, and yeah, this is someone who I think I really started to find from when he was singing in front of Jazz at Lincoln Center. And that was kind of my exposure to Kenny Washington, like the vocalist. Um but I don't know. He's he's incredible. I mean, I this is another ballad that I just love. Stars fell in Alabama. Um, you know, going back to like obviously the train version, and then like Donald Harrison had one and, and whatnot. But the entire album has all of these great versions of uh, standards with "Swonderful" and uh, "Bewitched," "Bothered," and "Bewildered," which I think is like an underappreciated standard. Uh, "Sweet Georgia Brown," "Smile," the Charlie Chaplin tune. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a good variety with uh, with a vocalist that I think just like really does a good job uh, um, adjusting for each tune. You know, it's like you can definitely hear that it's Kenny Washington singing all of them, but it's like Kenny Washington being mindful of what tune you go to there, what tune you go to, like what's the next tune that's going on. And I think that's really the mark of like, you know, a good vocalist or a good musician in general, making sure that they're, yeah, they're staying true to themselves, but also, you know, staying true to uh the composition and what it asks for sure sure that's great yeah i haven't really checked him out as that much but i know his some of his work so i'll have to listen to this one sounds like a great standards record and we're going to move over to great pianist one of my favorites this is a little bit of chick korea I think solo solo piano yeah yeah i think so uh i mean it's just a live concert in paris uh from 2018 he does uh a mozart piano sonata um and then there's a couple standards this one being yesterday's but also desafinado and blue monk um and th- the album is actually 
it must have been from a tour because there's like some that are live in Clearwater and then some in Berlin and and everything. So, I mean, I don't know. This is another person who I just don't ever try and understand what he's doing because it just gets so complex at some point that I get lost. And it, it's just so much easier sometimes to put it on and just not think while you're listening to it, you know? Um because he's just a, a a genius of composition or anything. I mean, that's just yesterday's. And like, if you had given someone a lead sheet and said, follow along, you know, they probably would have gotten lost at some point if they did not know the actual tune. And it's just interesting to hear all of these ideas and, and, and uh, devices he's like uh, superimposing onto what, what is a, I mean, really simple melody, honestly, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's a genius, man. He's uh, I mean, this has got to be part one, maybe, because I see on the, the um, cover art, it's got a lot of composers, but then you go to the, to the album and there's six tracks there. Yeah. What's but, weird is, so like it says online that the album is coming out as a two disc thing in September. Oh, okay. But right, they so. also labeled this, not sure how they did it, but they labeled it on Spotify as a single with six tracks. Yeah, you can do that. So, yeah, I don't know. So it's a single, yeah. a six track single, which is basically the length of an album. So this is going to be one epically long album, I bet, by the time yeah. we're set and done with this. But I'm excited to hear it. I'm, big, I'm a big Chick Corea person, so I'll be in, interested to check that one out for sure. Um, we'll keep rolling here. We're, we're on a roll with our new music this week. So much good stuff. Um, Of course, I'm sure this is going to be great too from Christian Scott. Yeah. From all of my understandings, uh, this was kind of a surprise album um, that people didn't know was coming out. It's the last, um, it's a live recording of his final concert uh, before the pandemic and everything shut down. Oh, okay. So it's back uh, from Blue Note in New York. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's Christian Scott and his compositions, which are so. Um, it, it it reminds me of like kind of the uh, changes no time stuff that like Miles was doing at some point, where like mm-hmm. you almost have like the horns moving in in one uh, motion, and then like the rhythm section underneath it, like they're they're moving at the same time, but they're like so implying different feels you know like like in this what we're listening to now the horns are like playing over the bar line almost with like a lot longer of a melody and then it's like yep. really busier underneath it and so like that's kind of the vibe it gives me at some point but then obviously it's really influenced by like uh hip-hop and 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 those beats that we come out of there and then he draws on a lot of influence from um his culture and, and, and uh, this history that he studied so much of. And, you know, there's tracks on here called like the last chieftain talking about like the big chiefs with Donald Harrison jr. And senior um, down in new Orleans and, and, and everything. So it also then brings in like this aspect of, uh, you know, you know, uh, world music and, mm-hmm. and all of these different instruments. I mean, definitely known for having tons of a variety of instruments and percussive instruments and everything throughout his compositions and, performances and all and so it's it's uh it's very interesting he's somebody who uh 
Um, not to say that there aren't other musicians doing stuff now that are not, but he's somebody where I'm going to be like really interested to see how his music is looked back on, you know, 20, 30 years from now. And, and people in school and, and, and younger jazz musicians are, are looking back on some of this stuff rather than us like living in it now. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's definitely has its own really strong, uh, strong. I was just going to say vibe, but I feel like it's not the, it's not strong enough of a word almost. It's got a sound, you know, his band is yeah. a sound, which not everyone has. And it's something that I think about and aspire to try to figure out how to create sometimes. Well, it's just... tough. Cause like sometimes we just don't have the, the money to hire the same band enough for the band to have a band sound, a band. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, which for is sure. the endless battle of the modern world. And now pandemic. And yeah, right now pandemic, but it's interesting. He's never really his, I feel like, um, I don't know if he has how many other live records that he has I'm kind of scrolling back through, but I know like the last bunch of records of his that I listened to were really like a lot of very like controlled output. You mean, you know what I mean? Like he's very, like very much in the, Production well, I think you have to be because of like the the instruments that he wants to incorporate so much. Right. Like it's just I think it's so difficult to to record them well in a live setting, to where and, and maintain the balance all the way. You know, and and it might right. be different when you're in there in person and able to visually see the instrument, which will help you like pick out sounds or whatnot. But you know, some of the stuff that he's doing, I think it's just so much easier to be able to have isolation or very specific control over levels and whatnot. So that it comes out as a, as a great product um, over CD. He also right. plays a lot of those instruments too. So I'm sure that that's another, you know, mm-hmm. having to be able to go back in and be able to redo things while he's playing trumpet at the same time, doing other stuff. Yeah. It's super interesting. I'm going to check that out. I didn't know it was coming either. But uh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I remember when his last set record came out, I brought it into a class and played it. And we talked about it just as being like that, the connection, because you can hear when he's playing, not always, but like when he starts playing more stuff, you can hear all the bebop that's like in there. Like you can't escape it. You know, you can hear it when right. somebody knows how to deal with harmony. And I was like, I mean, I think it was an improv class. And I was like, you know, see how open this is with how he's playing changes, even though it's like super open and modern, like you still got to know how to deal with this music. I sound like an old man. <laughs> oh, well, life goes on. Uh, moving to another, I'm sure, great. I haven't listened to this track yet, but Christian McBride's big band. Yeah, I'm getting tired of this, man. He's put out singles after single after single of like great You have to keep, keep, keep putting it out, yeah. Um, but finally, the album is coming out uh, September 25th, this upcoming month. Um, so that means we got to deal with this for at least a whole another month. A whole another month. Uh, I'll be dealing with it until the end of the year, at least. I mean, man, it's... I don't know where I originally discovered, like, the dynamic duo and these West Montgomery... Um, and Jimmy Heath and Oliver Nelson big band albums, but somehow I remember they got in, they ended up on my you know phone or whatever, and so they happened while I was driving. Um, and man, it's it's awesome stuff. So then he puts out this track down by the riverside, 
which I won't claim 100% because I haven't sat down and compared the two, but I'm going to go with I'm 99.8% <laughs> sure it's the same arrangement as uh-huh. the original. Um, and it's just awesome, you know, because you didn't like Jimmy Heath is obviously killing. Um, mm-hmm. But I, there wasn't as many times where I heard the organ put in that kind of a role and was able to have the spotlight shined on it to that extent. And to now, you know, hear that um, resurface again, if you will, with like uh, Joey DeFrancesco, but then also McBride and like, you know, knowing um, that dynamic, you know, at no pun to the whole reference to like dynamic duo is just uh, awesome. And then like we've always said, an incredible band of musicians behind it. Um, you know, so I don't know. I'm looking forward to the record finally coming out. Evidently he's doing the great job by having single after single after single, cause it's getting the point across and we all know it's coming now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's going to be an incredible album. I, we already know it is. It's just a matter of being able to finally listen to it in a month, you know? True. True story. Um, Excellent. And now uh, this is a record I was checking out this week, the number two on our list here from a great young alto saxophonist named Emmanuel Wilkins. Um, he released his, I don't know what the name of the record is, but I think it's his first, it's definitely his first release with Blue Note, I know, but uh, what is the name of the record? Do you know? Omega. Um, that's just the title track. Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I first heard Emmanuel Wilkins, I think, when someone was showing me uh, a Joel Ross album. Um, yep, he's on there for sure. I think that's the first time. And so, I mean, I know um, I hadn't checked out this record to be quite honest, you know, because I don't, I'm, I'm just definitely not as hip to like the younger guys that are doing things nowadays. I'm just not, I'm not there yet. Whatever you want to call it, whatever excuse I want to say that day. Um, but I remember you introduced me to this one because uh, I'm, very much into Kenny Garrett and you're like this reminds me a lot of like a modern Kenny Garrett approach Um, and after listening to it I think that's definitely very accurate I mean the album was produced uh, by Jason Morin or Jason Moran oh my gosh Uh, who helps with this and the band makes up uh, Micah Thomas on piano um, Daryl John sorry on bass and then and I'm gonna kill this name uh, Kwaku Sumbri on drums Uh, And then Emmanuel Wilkins, you know, playing sax. So, you know, we can add another alto player to the list that I enjoy listening to. He's (laughs) killing it. Um, I'm really interested to kind of sit down more because he has kind of like a suite on this as well, I guess you can say, like with the part one, part two. So I'm really interested to sit down and and listen to that um, more in depth. But just face value at the handful of tracks I've listened to already. Like it's, it's, it's a killing album. Yeah, it's it's a nice one. It's uh, it reminded me of Kenny Garrett in the way that like the tunes have like it's they're very open but also very strong melodically, you know, in the way that they any way he approaches that. Maybe that's intentional. I don't know, but maybe it's also just me putting my uh, aesthetic onto it and comparing it. Who knows? But it's definitely it's definitely great. Some great young musicians. Now I'm getting to the point where they're 
younger than me and I feel like I have to say young musicians, unfortunately. <laughs> <clears throat> when I thought I was still young. <sighs> Life. I mean, it's okay. You're getting there. Uh, something like that. And so our number one for this month, uh, first track you'll find when you go on Spotify to follow our playlist and to listen to all this great music. Find the records what we talked about today is from a great pianist, uh, Billy Childs. Yeah, and this is a, um, you know, Billy was someone who who I've always known was incredible. I've seen him in like a, a couple of groups and whatnot. You know, he, he started off as with his early gigs, quote unquote, were with J.J. Johnson and Freddie Hubbard. Like, no big deal. Um, but this is someone who, um, when I was at Ravinia last summer and he was an instructor there, like you got to see more into like his composition and the way that he thinks and the way that he composes and writes and everything. And so, uh, you know, you gain like a new level of appreciation for like the kind of the works that he's putting out. And um, I think this is like a, an incredible album um, and, and all it's definitely not as easy of a listen, if you will, like, the start of this track kind of reminds me of uh, like the Bill Evans solo sessions where like, you know what it's supposed to be maybe, or like it's easy enough to follow along, but it's, it's very deep and very heavy. And there's a lot of different things going on at times. Um, I'm pretty sure this features a lot of the same musicians who was on his last record um, with like Eric Carlin on drums and, and, and Hans uh, Glashwinig on bass. (laughs) Thank you. And then uh, Steve Wilson on sax, um, which is funny, man, because I, uh, I was reading an interview that he did with Jazz Times for this, and he okay. was talking about uh, the first time he played with Steve Wilson and Buster Williams was like in 1995 in Japan. Uh-huh. Uh, and he was just, he was like, yeah, I was like, wow, I didn't even like alto sax until I started to play with Steve Wilson. That's funny. Um, and, but yeah, it's, it's an incredible album. I would recommend checking out everything billy childs has done um great great composer and uh an even better pianist and you know another fun fact i'm pretty sure uh we went to a concert that he put on that was like 50 minutes long of this incredibly detailed and specific music that was not i mean there wasn't a lot of improv there was improvisation but like a lot of it was like very clearly written out stuff of like strings and his uh it's almost like a mini orchestra that he's, he writes some of his music for. And the guy didn't read music for the entire concert. Oh, and yeah. so it was just like astounding that he, you know, has that uh, ability and like, he just knows it that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, when you write, you have to get that deep into it. You probably have a good idea of if you've also played piano of what's happening, you know? So, yeah. But Incredible, but yeah, Hans Hans Glavishnik also plays with in Miguel Zinan's uh, quartet. That's like one of the main things. Sorry, I just thought it was really funny. Hey, it's look, you know, you there's always one. There's always names. one name. There's always several names that I have to come across on these where I'm like, man, I'm gonna slaughter this. It's it's not gonna go well. But here we are. Yeah. Oh man. To close on another note of today's podcast, I just clicked from 
you know, having this, the, our playlist up on Spotify, I clicked home and what showed up, but Katy Perry smile. I have no idea of the cover of the Charlie Chaplin tune, but I'm not going to click it because I don't really want to know because uh, that would probably taint my afternoon. But uh, it's not, it's not. I just listened to it. You listen to it? Oh, it's, it's, okay. not, it's not, it's not that like, at all. Oh man, like don't do that to Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Alan, thanks again for putting together a great playlist. Uh, if you want to find the playlist, again, it's on Spotify. This is Jazz Today. You can check it out. You can see right now the last six months of great new releases uh, that have been coming out from all different labels, all different countries, all different artists. We're just trying to highlight 10 each month that are just really great. And they're not necessarily ranked in a numerical order. They're just all great tracks of music to, to share. So we appreciate you being here. Tell your friends who also love new jazz and jazz related musics to follow the playlist because uh, it's new every month all right i'll let you get back to your life and uh, we'll see you next month take care <laughs>